Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Hello and welcome to the Scraby Show. I personally hate it when I am hanging out with an alien and they turn out to become a big lizard. That's what I hate. Maybe that's my daily gripe. Finding out that the alien I'm hanging out with is a lizard. Not good. Not good, everybody. Thank you for joining me on Valentine's Day. If you are on your way to like a Valentine's Day dinner or a celebration, I hope I get you there safely, and I hope you have fun at your plans tonight. I uh, am not doing anything tonight except for here with all of you, and I appreciate everybody already in the, ch- in the chat. Cactus Man, Evan, New York Mike, you guys are all there. Thank you very much for your um, for being here. Castro is also here. So if you want to... If you want to watch the show, you can just go to 97.3 The Fan on Facebook, 97.3 The Fan on YouTube, uh, Twitch, and X, 97.3 The Fan SD. Oh, Cactus Man gave me some flowers in the chat. That's so nice. Thank you, Cactus Man. Prolific the Great here, too. All of this stuff is uh, good stuff. And I also got one of those little emoji reactions that is the... The little guy hugging the heart. That's very cute. It's very cute. Thank you for whoever put that on there. I'm trying to be funny and I'm trying to have a good, I guess, sense of humor right now because there's not much to have a good sense of humor about with what happened with the Kansas City Chiefs parade today. And I'm going to put aside my 49ers fandom. I'm going to put aside everything to talk about this because it's, it's not a good situation. And... I saw some interesting opinions on this. As soon as it happened, I was looking into different news organizations trying to get a better feel for what was going on. And if you don't know, there was a shooting at the Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl parade today where 22 people were injured and one person was killed. That was the, Those were the last numbers that I saw. Three people have been arrested. And a couple things that came out of this that were, were awesome. Um and it's it's twofold. Number one, the people of Kansas City were 100% responsible for some of these people being caught. And so if you if you see um if you see any video out there of the actual like chasing down and capture of this gunman, it's um it's 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 bravery at its finest. It's it's heroic, honestly, because this person was trying to get away. <clears throat> The Kansas City Chiefs fans weren't allowing it. And while other people were running away, some fans were running towards the the guy. And so that was something that I thought was pretty cool to see, that uh, those people put their lives on the line for people. And it's something that is uh, scary to even think about. You know, people always talk about what would you do in that situation? Well, those people in that situation ran towards it and tried to help things. 
And I guess one of the opinions that I saw, um, and I am not a fan of what is happening when these thing when these shootings happen, and that is basically just a bunch of people yelling back and forth at each other about certain things, like should we get rid of guns? Should we put more strict gun laws out there? And I'm not going to go either way here, but I'm going to say that we need to be working on a solution rather than a problem. And it just seems like we keep circling back to this place all the time. And it's pretty it's pretty frustrating. I I think all of us now and if you're not any different or if you're if you have any thoughts about this, you can uh, chat me in the YouTube chat, search 97.3 The Fan. You could also tweet me at Matt Scravey. But whenever I go to places now, every single time I go to a Padres game, I look around for the best available place uh, to, to go if anything happens. And a couple years ago, for example, when the Padres were in Washington to play the Nationals and they had a shooting outside of the stadium that ended up, you know, being pretty scary there for a second because there was an active gunman and the Padres players were in the dugout. And then you all remember when Manny and Fernando ushered some of the fans into their dugout. But think about how crazy that was. Think about how, think about how scary that was. And we were 3000 miles away, but it's happening more and more at these sporting events. It's happening more and more at these events that are huge. And, I think I want to come up with a solution. I don't want to just keep going over the same thing over and over again. And I feel like a lot of our history, I know I'm, 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 I guess lecturing right now, but I feel like a lot of our history is just one big circle and we don't learn anything from it. And this is another one of those things because we can sit there and yell at each other from across the, across the aisle for as long as we can, or as long as we want, but nothing's ever going to get fixed. And, you know, actually, New York Mike 8 has a pretty good suggestion for what we should do. Mental health awareness. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm someone who talks about mental health all the time. I'm someone who believes in mental health awareness. And again, we're going to find out more information about these people that did it. But you can't think that there's not something going on. And even if we're going to expand out a little bit. The kid who uh, had his parents helping him in, I believe it was Pennsylvania, or his mom was was not really paying attention to him. He was a kid who asked for help many times, or at least he he asked the public figures for help. His parents, he also asked some of the people at school for help, and they didn't get him help. So if we're going to tell people to ask for help, we better be able to help them when they come to us, because then some of these things could stop happening. But I, I, you can't tell someone that mental health is a problem, but then not offer any programs, not offer anything that can help people. And I was someone who was a, a non-believer in mental health before I got help. And so I think there's there's people out there that believe that their mental health is fine, but in the back of their head, they know it's not. And so maybe they go ask for help. Maybe they don't get help. And that's that's a huge issue for me. And it's a huge issue for a lot of us, and it's a huge issue for our country. So 
Very scary things coming out of the Kansas City Chiefs parade. It got cut short, obviously. I mean, I saw a video of the local news station doing a broadcast, and the local news station was standing up on a stage, and they were just kind of talking, and then all of a sudden behind them you see the crowd moving in one direction, and then you see people start running, and then you see the broadcasters, and they're up there. They're above everyone because they're on that stage, and they're kind of just looking around like, what is happening? I can't even imagine how much chaos happens at something like that. And all these people were doing was going to it was going to celebrate a Super Bowl win. And that's why I feel like we need to do more. And that's why I feel like things need to get done now because we can't even go to Super Bowl parades anymore. We can't go to school, can't do any of this. I I I think things just need to Things need to move into a better direction than continuing to have to talk about these things. I'm not even going to argue about whether or not we should have guns. I'm just saying let's all try to get on the same page for once, which won't happen. But it's really it's really something that I feel strongly about. So thank you for listening to me on that if you have any comments about it or if you have any concerns about it please let me know at matt scraper you can go into the chat uh, on the 97.3 the fan youtube just go and search that um news of the day i didn't really feel like news of the day would have been a great addition today because of everything that's happening with the uh, chiefs parade but 22 people at last uh, news when i looked at the news last 22 people were injured and one person passed away. Now, we did get some good news here recently because a lot of those uh, people that were injured were actually kids between the ages of 6 and 15. And right when we came in studio, Tony and I were watching TV and they were having a mom and a kid talk about what happened. And you could see the kid. I would say she was like maybe around 10 years old or something. But you could see how scared she is. You could see how scared she is that that all just happened. And these people have to live with this for the rest of their life. And it's something that kids just don't really need to deal with. I didn't have to deal with this when I was younger. I knew time, but I didn't have to deal with all this craziness all the time. People take care of yourself. Please, people, take care of yourself. All right. Enough of that because it's just so sad and it just doesn't really make me feel good. Uh, so like I said, the news of the day, we're not going to really talk about that. So I'm just going to move into the rest of the show, um, with that being discussed. And I promised you something yesterday. I never gave you this yesterday. And so I now am going to give it to you today and it's the city connect jerseys. And so we're going to go from a serious topic into the city connect jerseys, because that's the only way I think that we can really, um, move forward and feel good here tonight during the Scraby show. But there are going to be nine teams that are going to be unveiling their City Connect uniforms. I feel like this has taken forever. Well, it kind of has because it started in the 2021 season. But these teams are the ones that are going to be unveiling their jerseys this year. Guardians, Tigers, Dodgers, which I already thought the Dodgers had one, honestly. I'm not just saying that because I want to take a shot at the Dodgers. I honestly thought they already had one. Twins, Mets, Phillies, Cardinals, Rays, and Blue Jays. Now, some of these teams are very well, I mean, they're very old. And they're some of the teams that started baseball. So I'm curious to see what these teams do. Like the Phillies, like the Cardinals, like the Blue Jays, like the Twins. 
or I should say the Tigers, one of the oldest teams ever. I'm really curious to see what they're going to do because I like to to see what kind of history they mold into the City Connect jerseys. And they are actually also um they're also doing I guess they're they're changing the material, but they call it the Nike Vapor Premier Jersey, and it's going to be worn by all teams this this season. But apparently it was developed over multiple years, and it was engineered to improve mobility, moisture management, and fit while keeping sustainability in mind and bringing inspiration and innovation to athletes. Don't really know what a, a jersey being redesigned helps to bring innovation to athletes or athletes innovating, but there you go. So new material this year. Nine new City Connect jerseys this year. The Padres are not on that list. The Padres are not going to be getting a new one. So you can keep wearing your City Connect jerseys that you already have. And we'll see when they retire those. We'll see when, I guess, maybe after this season, the City Connect jerseys are going to be retired and they go with something else. But I have really enjoyed over the last couple of years seeing all these these uniforms. And I really like the Padres. I know that the Padres is not really – some people just don't like it at all. And I can understand that because it's completely different from anything that they wear. But I personally, on a home game on a Friday when I'm there, I love seeing the board change colors. I love seeing the uh, the teal and the hot pink and all of that with the graphics, I think it's pretty good. I think it's some a good color scheme. And I wouldn't really know about a good color scheme because I barely know whether what makes purple, which I found out. I believe it's blue and green. So there you go. Blue and green out there if you want to make purple. I think someone's going to correct me on that. Promise you, promise you that. They will correct me. All right. That's it for the... City Connect Jersey Talk. When we get back, we're going to dive into they're going to we're going to dive into the Padres spring training. We're going to hear from Jake Cronenworth, we're going to hear from Mike Schilt, we're going to hear from Fernando Tatis Jr. And if you want to join us too, you can. Uh, you can tweet me at Matt Scraby. You can also go on the YouTube chat 973 the fan. But when we get back, we'll hear from some players from spring training. Get caught up with those guys on 97.3 The Fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
Matt Scraby here with you, Odyssey Palace 97.3, the fam. Thank you for joining me tonight. If you'd like to follow me on social media, you can at Matt Scraby, M-A-T-T-S-K-R-A-B as in boy Y. And I told you that I would people would let me know if I was wrong about how to make purple. It's blue and red makes purple. So thank you to all of you in the chat who said that. Of course I got it wrong, because I am not an artist. I'm actually one of the worst art artists. I can't draw. I can't paint, I can't sculpt, can't do much of anything in the art department. So good luck to all of you out there with the art skill. I would love to have part of your art skill if you would like to share it with me. Evan in the chat is uh, trying to get me to um, do a shirtless calendar because of SD fat loss. No, Evan, that's never going to happen. We are not going to do SD Fat Loss shirtless calendars, okay? Okay? Um, Cactus Man says, you do radio art, Scravy. Thank you, Cactus Man. I, I really didn't think about it like that, but thank you for that. I guess I do. Everybody does their own thing. Whatever they're great at, that's their art. So I'm going to go with that. But I just can't draw. It's some of the worst. Some of the worst. Uh, Annabelle says, oh, Matt, we can make calendars for you. No. No calendar for me. No shirtless calendar for me. It's not happening. I'm sorry. Can't do it. Grew up very self-conscious about myself. But now that I've lost weight due to SC fat loss, still not going to do it. Still not going to do it. Someone asked me, are you still dieting? And I said, yes. And it's not even that big of a deal. Actually, here, I'm going to bring it over uh, and show the camera. I'm, I'm about to eat um, my broccoli and my meatloaf. So there it is for everybody. Really loving it. Just uh, check out my Instagram, at Matt Scraby. Anyway, let's move into the Padres players. Let's move into spring training. And a lot of the guys are starting to show up. A lot of the guys are starting to get ready for this season. And I'm starting with this clip right here of Fernando Tatis Jr. because of what he says in it, A. And B, it's always a better day when you hear Fernando. Happy Fernando Tatis Jr. With last year kind of being like a practice year, and the numbers were they were okay. Should there be any question that you'd be back to being Fernando this year? <laughs> I just want them to see. You know, I don't want to put any words out there, but um, I'm just going to say I, I really have a really good offseason. Um, my confidence is through the roof, and um, I just want them to sit down and see what I'm going to do this year. Okay, a couple things. Tony and I talked about this earlier. And number one, you could see the smile all over his face in this video clip. Go to Sammy Lev's Twitter and you'll be able to see these things. But he has a smile from ear to ear, which tells me that he's ready to play some baseball. And he said, quote, my confidence is through the roof, which makes me feel really good about what's going to happen this year with Fernando. And this this goes into what we've been talking about, where – this team still has superstars. Yes, they do have some pieces that they still need. But this team does have superstars. And now, you know, guys are starting to report. Instead of us just talking about them, we're hearing them and we're seeing them. And this is why, I guess, I've been trying to stay so even-keeled on the Padres. And I've had a little bit of patience with the roster because there are guys like Fernando Tatis Jr. on this team. Guys like Manny Machado. We're going to hear about from Mike Schilt in a second about Manny Machado returning in Korea. But this is good news for everybody. He's healthy. He played a, a season of winter ball. He said he worked on his swing. A lot of stuff happened for Fernando over the offseason. And he really, he also said that he liked what happened over his offseason. It was a really good offseason for him. So 
coming off of a platinum glove in right field last year. He's just going to get even better, and I think we're going to be watching an NL MVP candidate all season long. So before I go and I complain about the roster, I got to remember there's guys like Fernando on the team, and it's it's nice. It's nice to have Fernando on the team. Cactus Man says it's giving 50 bomb season energy. I agree. Eric said my boy is going for a silver slugger. I agree. Castro says Tatis with the – the uh, flexing emoji, and that's exactly true. So, Fernando, just getting started. Now, Jake Cronenworth talked to the media today, and I think Jake Cronenworth, I hate to make these declarations because the guys, Chris and Tony, usually call me dramatic, but I think this is the most important year of Jake Cronenworth's career so far because he has the pressure now. He's officially on that new contract, and he had pressure before, but... It's not as much pressure when you're not making as much money. And now that he's taking up a a bit of the uh, payroll and coming off of a season where he struggled and coming off of a season before that where he struggled, I think this is the most important year for him because he needs to get back to that form that the Padres saw in 2020 and, uh, you know, some parts of 2021. He needs to get back to the 2020 guy. That's what the Padres thought they were – that's what the Padres want. And that's what the Padres are assuming they're going to get at some point. So Jake Cronenworth uh, was asked about his mentality this offseason, and here's what he said to reporters. Challenging yourself and, you know, putting yourself in a position to, to learn on a different scale. And, um, you know, obviously not the year I wanted to have last year, but um, – I think it might have been a blessing in disguise putting myself in the offseason and um, growing and learning and, and trying to become a better player. Did you feel like something in particular clicked there towards the end? Um, I think it was just, you know, saying screw it and going out there and playing baseball and, and having fun and keeping things simple. And um, I think that was it. How was the rest? It's great. You know, I think, uh, you know, if we would have hopefully made the playoffs last year, I would have tried to play. But um, it may have been tough that first week, but I think we would have tried to make it happen. How much growth do you think came out of that mindset of like being vulnerable and trying whatever? To- yeah, you know, I, as I was just saying, you know, breaking my wrist is it's not the way you want it in the season. But I think, you know, kind of where I ended after that happened, it put me in a position where I kind of had to be um, going to the offseason and get stronger and faster and uh, make some swing adjustments. And coming into this year, you know, probably one of the most productive offseasons I've had. What swing adjustments? Just small things, um, you know, I felt like I did some things really well, but I think there was definitely some things I needed to improve on to put myself in a position to make a more consistent swing and um, be more consistent at the plate. Well, there you go. I like when I like when people are able to realize that certain things that are bad in their life happen for a reason, and that is what Jay Cronenworth did with his bad, or his yeah, his bad year last year, as well as his broken wrist at the end of the year. And he said it was kind of a blessing in disguise, and I, I like that about um, his mentality going through the injury and rehabbing from it and being ready to go this year. Because you can always find a positive in negative things. And like he said, it happened for a reason. And so he took that time and he used it. And I like that mindset. I am a mindset. I, I'm, I'm in that same mindset where if something bad happens to me, I'm going to figure out how I can make good out of it. 
And Jake Cronenworth seems to be in a really good spot coming into this year. And I'm looking, I really want Jake Cronenworth to be the Jake Cronenworth that we saw a couple years ago. But I also think, and we've talked about this slightly, I also think playing first base isn't the best spot for him. So as a guy who's just, you know, doing what he can to help his team win, he's maybe taking a, a hit in the offensive statistics or he's taking a hit in the defensive statistics because at second base, he's a much better rated player and he's not being selfish. And he's not saying, you know what? I am not going to play first base. I want to play second base. That's where my natural position is. That's where I want to play. And he's just doing what he needs to do. And I think Jake Cronenworth is going to have a better year this year. I don't know quite how much better he's going to be this year, but I do think that he's going to have a better year. Here is Jake Cronenworth also uh, being asked about what he hopes the core players of the team learned from last year's disappointing year. Yeah, you know, I think it's the biggest thing is, you know, how do we battle through and get through adversity? And, you know, I don't think we did the best job of that last year. I think, you know, we were definitely all trying to get out of what we were in. Um, but I think we all learned a really valuable lesson. And uh, I think going into the offseason, the way the season was going, you know, the way we finished, you know, you can say, you know, we carried momentum over. But, you know, they're two different seasons. But I think what we learned from those times that were tough and then, you know, how we ended up getting out of it at the end of the year, um, you know, a lot of the guys in this clubhouse have been there. And uh, I think the off seasons that everybody put in to get here for this season have been incredible. Mike and, and Joe and others have talked about kind of leadership by committee. Um, how do you feel like that should go? What's the best kind of method for this team from that standpoint, this collection of guys going forward? Yeah, you know, I, I think we have our vocal vocal leader in Shilty um, at the helm. But I think, you know, the biggest thing is, you know, we can say all we want, but, you know, us as players, we have to set the standard on how we show up for the field and act every day and the work we prepare before we go out on the field. And if we can set that standard and uh, the other guys follow in line, I think we'll be fine. So that was Jake Cronin. We're talking about how the core players have learned from last season. And, uh, you know, a couple thing, one thing that I've noticed here about players returning to spring training and, re- and talking about last year and when they bring up the manager and they say, we got our vocal, he said, we have our vocal leader in Shilty. And that's he's not the first one to say something similar to that. And I would have to go through a lot of audio to find all the other instances of that. But I guess... Last year, we were saying that the players like to play, and and I don't doubt that the players, like, I don't think that the players do not like playing for Bob Melvin or did not like playing for Bob Melvin, but the vocal part is what catches my attention because that's something that was not there last year, and that's not, um, it's something that they maybe needed last year, but they weren't getting from their, their manager. Bo Mel, great manager, but a different temperament than maybe what the team needed. But I feel like maybe we're just kicking the can down the road a little bit with that. Cause it's always like, okay, well, these guys are just starting to play together as a team and they're new. So we need to give a little bit of time to gel. And then it's like, okay, well, the manager, is not doing well. It's not the guy that we need. It's not the guy that we want. And so then they move on from the manager, but then it's still something else. So if Mike Schilt, if it's truly a, um, if it's truly that Mike Schilt needs to be that vocal guy for them, then they got their guy. But again, we're kicking the can a little bit down the road, I think. And it falls a little short with me that we're talking about 
And, and I'm not saying that Jake Cronenworth said any of this. I am surmising it from his one word of vocal leader or two words, vocal leader. But if that's really the case, we'll see real quick how this team is going to respond to last year and how this team is going to respond with Mike Schilt. This is something that we're going to, it's going to be pretty apparent right from the get go. Our first broadcast game for Padres this year, it's going to be next Thursday at 12 noon and they're playing the Dodgers. It'll be Jesse. And so it's going to, we're going to find out what kind of manager Mike Schill is. And now we know what kind of manager he is to an extent, but he's going to have to find his himself as the San Diego Padres manager. Every clubhouse is different. Every organization is different. The, the Cardinals organization is an organization that has built themselves over time and they have a really good reputation around the league. But you know what happened when Mike Schilt left? Things kind of fell apart. So maybe Mike Schilt is the guy. Maybe he is that missing link. Prolific says, or maybe A.J. Preller is backing off. Maybe. Again, we don't know for sure that A.J. Preller was meddling in things. But I think through kind of reading between the lines, I think we know that there were some disagreements last year and there were some things that didn't that happened that may have not been the best thing for the team. Uh, and, and so maybe maybe A.J. Preller is letting Mike Schilt go and give him a lot of leash. Mike Schilt has been an employee of the organization for the last couple of years, so it's not like he's new to the organization. He's new to ownership. He's new to A.J. Preller. He's been working with A.J. already, so they kind of already understand what's expected of each other. And what with Crono, Jake Cronenworth saying that, they're going to have their vocal leader. I I latched onto that word because I think it's important. And that's what a lot of you out there want. A lot of you out there want a vocal leader. And have told and told me last year that you wanted a vocal leader. And I and I still will sit here and say I think Bob Melvin's a good manager. I didn't I don't necessarily think that a team should play well because their manager is yelling at them versus not yelling at them. But Maybe they need it. Maybe they do. All right. We still have one more uh, clip I wanted to play from spring training, and it's Mike Schill, and it's about Manny Machado and his um, – Where he was asked if he was surprised that Manny could be returning by the Korea series. So we'll hear from Mike Schill. We'll also do our daily gripe. And there was actually a altercation in an NBA game. I just saw this on my phone. But there was an altercation in an NBA game. And it involved police between two NBA players before the game. So I'll tell you that when we get back on the Scraby Show. I'm Matt Scraby. Thanks for listening on 97.3 The Fan. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Final segment of the Scraby Show for today. Thank you, everyone, for joining me. It's been kind of a long day, I'm not going to lie. And my daily gripe has something to do with what, why my day was a little bit longer. And, uh, you know, it's a, it's all about lucky. Not not specifically lucky. It's not He didn't do anything wrong, but it's about dogs. And so that's what my daily gripe is. I'll tell you in a little bit about that. But I went to break and I was talking about how there was a fight between some NBA players before their game tonight. And I got some more information. So apparently before the Suns and the Pistons game... Um, Detroit Pistons center Isaiah Stewart punched Phoenix's Drew Eubank, Eubanks in the back tunnels of the Suns Arena today. No one really knows why it started, why the altercation started, and the NBA is expected to uh, look at the cameras that were in the hallway. But uh, Sham Sharania said both Stewart and Eubanks were going chest to chest before a swing to Eubanks' face connected on uh, Wednesday, sources said. Both were separated, and there is police presence involved with the situation in Phoenix tonight. Not good. Don't punch people before NBA games. NBA does, uh, you know, is not really a, a fan of fighting in general just because of what happened in the past, but it's not good for Isaiah Stewart if he really just punched him right in the face. But if police is involved, I, I really I wonder if they're going to press charges because police was involved. It's it's a sucker punch they're calling it. I don't know. Guess they have some beef or something like that. Right now the Suns are winning thirty seven twenty five at the end of the first quarter. Now Mike Schilt was also uh, actually before we go to Mike Schilt, I want to talk about this real quick. It just popped up on my phone in the break. But we we've brought up Chandler Jones on Gwen and Chris many times. He is um he was a former Raider or he most recently played for the Raiders in the NFL. But he since September has had some real real hard tough times and it seemed like he was going through a mental mental health break, talking about mental health. And he was posting these crazy things. He said that the team had sent a crisis response team to his house. And then he said that Josh McDaniels and, and some of the other people in the Raiders were trying to murder people. And it was quite wild. And uh, I felt bad for the guy because he was obviously having some sort of issue in the public eye. But he tweeted out today, which always scares me because, you know, uh, the last couple times he's tweeted out has been craziness. But it seems like things are going in the right direction for Chandler Jones, and that helps. That that makes me feel really, really uh, good for him. He's, he posted this. Over the past few months, I've been dealing with some personal matters, but I'm happy to share. I'm feeling much better now. I want to express my heartfelt gratitude to my family, friends, and fans for your unwavering love and support. Additionally, I want to offer a sincere apology to anyone I may have unintentionally offended. Your understanding and support mean the world to me. So take Chandler Jones for what he said, and let's move on. I know that he said crazy things. He doesn't have to apologize to me or you. He has to apologize to the people that he affected. But it's uh, I'm glad that he is able to get some help. And like we talked about earlier, when people say they need help, listen to them. Don't look the other way. I see that a lot in my travels as a 
recovering alcoholic, of people who don't necessarily outwardly ask for help, but they need help, and you can kind of read between the lines with those people, but some people you just don't know. And so if they someone comes up to you and says, hey, I, I need some help. I'm not feeling great. My, you know, I've had these bad thoughts. Please go and help them. And and I'm not saying like to drop everything and take him to a therapist or take him to the hospital, but at least tell them and encourage them to go to the right professionals or go to their boss or, or something like that. Put them in the right place. Don't, you know, if, if Chandler Jones came up to me and was like saying that he needed help, I would definitely help him. Because I was at one point myself saying crazy things on the internet, which isn't really that much of a difference from now. All right. Mike Schill, manager of the Padres. We were surprised yesterday when we heard that Manny Machado was possibly going to be ready for the series in, um, possibly going to be ready for the series in Korea. And so we were wondering if Mike Schilt was a little surprised. But you know what? Here is what he said about Manny Machado and his rehab process. Uh, we're definitely pleased. I wouldn't say surprised, but definitely very, very pleased. Um, the ball's coming out really good. I didn't see anything with any forced actions. Um, everything looked natural. Looked like Manny looked really good. Um, so really pleased. And again, credit credit to Manny for what he's done. And and um, he's in a good spot. I know you said you listen to how he feels, but do you expect him to be playing third base on March 20th? Um, I think there's a good opportunity for that. Um, I'll clearly reserve the body work takes place between now and then. Um, but I know his head has, a, of course, it has a desire for him to be at third base on March 20th. He's he's tracking in a in a really good spot to get there. But I can't say anything in absolutes. But he's in a good place to put himself in a position to be there on March 20th. What what are your defensive options there if he needs to start the season at DH or take a few days here and there? Yeah, I mean, so you've got good news is you know. Um, it wouldn't be good news if Manny wasn't there. Obviously, he starts maybe DHing, but um, the good news as a secondary uh, alternative was, um, you know, Kimmy won the Gold Glove as a utility role, so that could be a possibility. Um, you know, Rosario went out and had a good, good winter ball, played well at the end of last offseason at third base when Manny was out. So clearly, an option. Matt Batten played uh, a nice third base and did a good job. Uh, and has had a really good offseason. He's coming in looking looking good as well. Um, you know, Tyler Wade, utility guy that's had some, you know, four years of big league time. So, you know, we got McCoy competing for an infield spot. Um, you know, so that's a good list of guys right there that have some have some opportunities. Um, but we're clearly um, looking for Manny to, to be there. But we'll see what see see what we have when he gets there. All right, so a couple things about that. Mike Schilt clearly knows that Manny's ahead of schedule, and he knows that there is a big possibility. So I want to go back to the question of will he play third base on March 20th? Here it is. I know you said you listen to how he feels, but do you expect him to be playing third base on March 20th? Um, I think there's a good opportunity for that. Well, I... <laughs> That that is much better news than we saw or we heard originally. We thought it was going to be like a four to six month injury, 
And he took a good long, like, three seconds to decide whether or not or where he wanted to go with his answer because, obviously, he doesn't want to lock Manny into something and he doesn't want to lock himself into something. But those are encouraging words from Mike Schill. 100% encouraging words from Mike Schill. Um, If Manny ends up not – even if he's just a DH for the first couple weeks or a month of the season, if he is not able or if he is able to play – this season's already starting off on a good note because we thought we were going to be dealing without him for a little bit here to start the year. But like I said, even if he's able to DH, I'm not even talking about playing third base. Any form of Manny Machado in the lineup is a good form of Manny Machado in the lineup. Prolific says on the chat, ain't no way Manny fielding practicing the way he is and won't start. I kind of agree with you. I kind of agree with you, Prolific. I was surprised to see him throwing from third to first the other day after he got his uh, elbow surgery on his throwing arm, and I was uh, surprised to see how much he was taking part in. And Manny doing everything that he needs to do to come back and make sure he doesn't miss any time because there's one thing that I know about Manny Machado that I've learned over the years, and he likes the post. He wants to play as many games as he can through – Every single year. He wants to play 162. Now, he's probably not going to play 162. But Manny being in the lineup, even just for a DH, is is good. And I'm seeing um, he looks like the Manny we know. Yes, he does look like the Manny we know. And I already feel, and I don't know why I feel this way. This is not like a a measured reaction. Um, It's... (sighs) I I feel like this offseason is different so far. The start of spring training is different so far. Because last year, I mean, the last couple spring trainings have started a little strange, to say the least. Because the last or two spring trainings ago, it was everything with Fernando and, and, and hurting himself in the offseason. So that was not good. And then the everything else where it caused him to miss the 2022 season. And then last year, it was Joe Musgrove dropping a kettlebell on his foot. Knock on wood everywhere. Uh, And so that was kind of strange. But this year, it seems like everybody's in a good place. And it seems like this spring training is a little bit more comfortable. I don't know why I feel that way because I haven't been out there yet. But I do feel just by the temperament of everybody, I think uh, think it's a good, good sign. Very good sign. James says, dude is a gamer by all means. He will be back. Yes, he will. He is a gamer. Sorry, I was reading another one. Uh, I'm trying to read. Okay, here we go. Cactus Man. If Manny was with Dodgers or Yankees, come on. He would be talked about all year. Manny deserves his respect. I agree. He definitely needs to deserve, or he, he definitely deserves more respect from the rest of the league. But Manny Machado. Possibly going to be in that lineup for March 20th, I believe, in Seoul, South Korea. Definitely something I want to see 100%. All right. I think it's time because I have a good one, a good gripe, and we are coming to the end, and I'm looking for my gripe open. But here it is. What's annoying Scraby today? Let's find out. It's time for the Daily Gripe. And if anyone out there 
Uh, if anyone out there has any gripes, please send them to me because, you know, shocker, I don't have a gripe every day, but I do today. And so, like I said, if you want to share your gripe with me, send it over Matt Scraby or tell me in the chat one of these days. But my daily gripe for today is going to be about dog owners with aggressive dogs. So I took the dogs to the dog park today. And the dog park is great because all they do is just run around. And it's it's perfect because then when I get back home, I can do some work. They fall asleep. It's great. But something that's been happening here recently is this one dog owner, the... They, they they come to the park and they won't unleash their dog, even though it's a it's an unleashed park. But they also the reason that they won't unleash their dog is because the dog is not the nicest dog in the world. So this dog and this owner were kind of walking around, and one of my dogs ran up to it wasn't lucky, it was the other one, Kelly. Kelly ran up to this dog and was just trying to say hello. Kelly's very friendly. She has her tail in the air. She's wagging it. She just wants to say hi. And this dog, like, rah, snaps at her. Which, okay, I'm fine. I can go get her. But the dog owner started yelling at my dog. And I couldn't have it. I wasn't having it. I woke up on the wrong side of the bed this morning. Maybe. I'm actually in a pretty good mood now. But when this person yelled at my dog, I saw red. And I started... You know, not yelling. I'm not someone who's a yeller or very aggressive in public. But it's, uh, I, I started saying, like, why are you bringing an aggressive dog to the park? And they were saying, well, it's a park. I can come to the park if I want to come to the park. And I'm like, why are you so upset that my dog came over to say hi to your dog at the park? And this person had no answer for me. And they just kept fumbling on their words. And so I went over. I got my dog. And I was bringing her over, trying to get her on the leash. And then this dog was now starting to bark at my dog. So things got a little crazy, got a little heated. And I told the person, take care of your dog. And that person was not happy with me because they shot right back and said, well, maybe if your dog didn't come over to my dog and upset my dog, then we would have something. Then we wouldn't have this problem. But that's not the case. You 100% 100% brought an, an aggressive dog to the dog park, and then you blame me for it. So, daily gripe today, and there needs to be a people court just for dog issues, Jacob says. I agree. Annabelle, why do people take bad dogs around other people? I don't know, but if you are out there and you have a dog that's aggressive, make sure you know where you're going to be. Don't go walking through a park with an aggressive dog. You know your dog. I know my dog. My dogs are nice. Your dog was not nice. So stop it, people. I I really almost got very heated. Because my dog, Kelly, lucky, sweetest little dogs in the world. Not little, but sweetest dogs in the world. And this monster of a dog was trying to bite their head off and the owner wanted it to happen. That's my daily gripe for today. Thank you very much for thank you very much for joining me here on the Scraby Show. Tomorrow, Joe Musgrove on the show. Also, Sean Lewis on the show. Have a great night, everybody. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.